This is Pastor Gail with Healing Begins. This is Michelle Hutchison with the Mindset Exchange podcast. So this morning, as you guys know, if you listen to me, I'm up nice and late in the morning, like 4.30 a.m. I'm kidding. That's not late. That's really early. But this morning, God spoke to me in a dream. And the Bible says in the book of Joel, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will dream dreams and your old men will see visions. And God talks about in the last day, I'll pour out my spirit. Well, last night I went to bed. I'm always asking God to speak to me and I had a dream. I had a dream. I was headed toward the center of the earth and there was a couple guiding me and there was uh, somebody with me. A lady was with me and we were guiding down toward the center of the earth and we we come to the center and I come to a great big open cavern. It was really beautiful. The cavern was flooded with bright white light and there was a pool in the middle of this cavern. The water was just crystal clear and I was up on this cliff and so I had to climb down the cliff to get to the bottom and the person with me jumped off the cliff and said, catch me. And I go, what? You know, and then we got to the bottom of the cliff and um, we got down to the bottom of this cavern and I said to the couple that were guiding us down, is this around the center of the earth? And they said, yes, this is the center. Now I noticed on the cavern walls, there was like red strips of this beautiful velvet, like just bright red. And then I noticed up on one of the walls that looked like a harmless poodle that was in a little cage and he was yipping. He wanted attention. And so the person with me thought he was kind of cute. So they let him out of the out of his cage and then he began to eat all the red red velvet that was on all over the walls and I'm like oh this is not good this is what he wants he wants to eat up all the red and then I woke up and I said Lord what is this about what are you saying to me well it says in Solomon 2:15, it is the small foxes that spoil the vines and to me the cavern represents our inner life and the pool of water is out of our belly will flow rivers of living water. We're, we're supposed to be like have that fresh living water of Jesus on the inside of us. And the light is a light of his presence. And the velvet has to do with the blood of Jesus. But the yippy dog that looked harmless, to me, he represents um, the things that can come at us to, to hinder our inner life, to hinder our our time with the Lord, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or evening, those things that come to spoil the vines. Would you agree, Michelle, it doesn't always have to be the big things? Yeah, Pastor Gail, I think, you know, those things that can spoil are are numerous, right? They can be anything that becomes a distraction in your life from hearing the voice of God and being so busy that you can't stay faithful to what God is speaking to you. There's so much to talk about around this concept. Well, there is because you see the little dog looked harmless. Mm -hmm. And he kind of looked cute. There you go. What's the harm of letting him out of his cage? Well, there was a lot of harm when he got loose. He was just going after, he was eating up the, he was just chowing down on all the red, all the red, uh, beautiful red velvet strips that were along the cavern walls, even over the ceiling. He was cruising, and I'm like, oh, this kid, this dog is not good. He needs to be put back in his cage. 
Are you saying that there might be things that look good and exciting and feel like promotions, but maybe they're a distraction? I am totally saying that when you let them loose to eat up all your time. They gobble. They don't just eat. I mean, he was going crazy. I don't know if you ever see the dog, if you've ever owned a dog and seen a little dog go crazy. Have you ever seen that? I have. They get the zoomies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they go really crazy. And the poodles can just get over the top excited. You know, those little things that come into our life from many different directions. You know, it's not always the bad it's not always the bad things that are the enemy of the best. It's almost like the good is the enemy of the best because there's a lot of good things that the enemy will try to throw at you to distract you from where you're going. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about the scripture, First um, Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and we go on and on about all of these things that can come into our lives and what we can accomplish, but if we're not resting ourselves in the presence of God, which then fills us with a love that's unattainable in any other way, then we're just this clanging gong, right? Mm -hmm. We're just running to and fro, but we're not really truly carrying the presence of the Lord, and it's really what comes out of carrying his presence that brings fruit, Mm -hmm. that brings good, that brings rest, that brings supernatural. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that scripture, and I I also think about, um, you know, you and I were chatting a little bit before the podcast, and you were referencing a scripture in the Gospels, you know, where Jesus talks about all of these things that we can accomplish, but then says, but I never knew you. You know, what will that look like when we go to heaven and we are accountable for our lives? And he says, you were able to do all of these things, but did I know you? Did I have a relationship with you? Did I spend time with you? Did you come to me? Did you do the things that were dear to my heart? That's in context of Matthew uh, 24 and 25, where he talks about in the last days, you know, you're going to see wars, rumors of wars, and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes on, I think it's in Matthew 25, to talk about some parables. One was the parable of the sheep of the goats. And that's actually what we're talking about right now, the parable of the sheep and the goats. And he says to the, the problem with the sheep and the goats is all the sheep, they all thought they were sheep. They didn't. The ones that were there didn't realize they were goats. That's right. And then he had to separate them. You have the sheep on one side, you have the goats on the other. And he said to the goats, "I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was thirsty, you did not give me to drink." And he goes through all this litany with them. And then he said, "I, I never knew you." And they said, "But Lord, but did we not prophesy in your name and your name cast out devils and?" He said, I, I don't know who you are. And then the sheep say, well, when when did we do that, Lord? He said, when you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. So Jesus talked about visiting people in the hospital, feeding the sick, giving some someone to drink. He talked about going to the jail. All those things were the things that were meant a lot to Jesus. And what he was saying to them is, not only did you not do what was dear to my heart, But more than that, 
you didn't maintain your inner life and have that personal relationship with me. The most important piece. Yes, the most important piece of the whole thing. And why? Because then we carry the nature of God. When we rest and we maintain our inner life and we spend time with him, then we we carry ourselves as a reflection of Jesus. And that is love. That is the whole goal here is that we have relationship with him and that we radiate the very nature of God. And why are people attracted to us? It's not because we can speak a lot. It's not because we have a good program. But it's because of the presence of God that radiates from us that they get around that, they sense that, they're like, I want some of that, right? That's why, that, and so we have to maintain our inner life for that to happen. Yeah, Pastor Gail, it makes me, again, go back to that whole conversation of the foxes and chasing, you know, the foxes. And really, it, it reminds me that when we maintain our inner life and we learn to reflect the nature of God, those things are very important, but even more important is stilling ourselves enough to hear the voice of God Mm. so that in the maintaining of his nature, we also don't need any more than what he has for us. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we don't start chasing opportunities that come our way, but instead we walk in absolute purpose and discernment and understanding of what God has called us to do for each of our own individual lives. And it's out of this understanding and positioning that we find our identity and we root our identity deeper and deeper in knowing who it is that God has called us to be and what it is that he has called us to do. And so again, then we stay true and faithful to speaking what our Father speaks and going where he sends us. It's a powerful concept and it's a supernatural concept. It's a concept of faith and deep trust, right? Well, and also, when we maintain our inner life, what happens is we begin to minister out of the overflow of our life, not out of the emptiness of our life. Yeah, that's good. It's all about, see, and what I have found when I'm maintaining my inner life, God speaks to me, gives me wisdom, he gives me direction, he gives me a podcast idea. He gives me, he keeps me on the cutting edge of the kingdom. Yes, he does. And he keeps me ahead of the curve because one of the scriptures says when God reveals things, he reveals it to his prophets first. Now, I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not claiming that title. But as you maintain your inner life, God will begin to talk to you about what's on his heart, what's important to him. And he is always ahead of the curve. He is way ahead. So when God keeps us ahead of the curve, I remember one time when the Lord told me to do something and I told him he was crazy. And then he said, if you will do this, it will amount in this. And the thing that he told me to do, I'm not going to go into it, but it it amounted to $20,000. And at first I had an argument with the Lord because I thought the Lord was a little bit ridiculous in what he was asking. But as you maintain the inner life, he will guide you. He will direct you. And um, he will keep you on a sure footing of peace. You will keep your foot on the, the solid rock and the firm foundation. 
Yes, that's been my experience too. So the idea here is that we know who we belong to. And in that knowing, we center ourselves every day by stilling ourselves, by knowing what truly matters, which is the voice of God and our relationship with him first. And out of that relationship flows the heart of God Mm -hmm. for people, for our identity, for our purpose. Mm -hmm. And then we're not caught up on the distractions of what a title might bring or what a position might bring or what an opportunity might bring. But we're so hyper-focused on the voice of God that we maintain the nature of God. We maintain the direction that he sends us. And then that equates to walking in the supernatural, living by faith, and watching the impossible become possible. You remember Samson? I remember when he Samson. went out to kill the Philistines. I mean, I don't remember Samson, but, okay. but I remember the story. <laughs> when he got really mad one time, he caught a bunch of foxes and he tied their tails together. He put torches on them yeah. and he let them loose. And what happened to the harvest? Mm, it got burned up. It did get burnt up. And what will happen is little foxes will wind up burning up your harvest. That's good. They'll, they will they will run to and fro because if you let if you let a little fox go with tire fire on his tail. He's going to run. Mm-hmm. He's going to run all the way through the wheat fields, all the way through the corn fields. He's going to burn everything down. And that's really what the little foxes wind up doing. If we don't maintain the inner life, um, the Bible talks about clouds without rain, mm-hmm. right? And so we can become like a cloud that looks like rain, but we give no rain. We, You know, Moses said it best in Exodus 33 when he says to the Lord, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And when I think of a man that was dedicated to the presence in his inner life, it was Moses. He was always going into the tent of meeting to speak to God. And he spoke to God face to face. He went up on the mountain. I wonder what it was like on Mount Sinai when he got the Ten Commandments. Can you imagine being in the glory cloud up there with the Lord? And, and then I think about another man in the Bible, Enoch. He walked with God and then he was so righteous that one day he stepped from this life into the next life. Now, I read the book of Enoch, and probably not everybody did this, but it talks about the life of Enoch, which is very interesting. He didn't have a Bible like we had, and he walked so closely with the Lord. He attended his inner life so well that God just took him home to be with him in heaven. It's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, it's a testament to what can happen when we still ourselves in the presence of the Lord every day. And then we begin to focus on what he's speaking to us and how we're positioning our hearts. So the scriptures are highly important. They keep us in alignment, but also knowing God intimately and our relationship with him is what evolves us into our calling but I'll tell you, it's easy to get distracted. Oh, it's, my goodness. And not even know it, right? We call it chasing squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Chasing squirrels. If you ever take a dog out, if you ever, ever have a, like a beagle dog, and, and all of a sudden a squirrel takes off, I hope you have a hold of a leash because he's going to go right after that squirrel. He's going to chase it. 
But I think in our Christianese world, in our mm-hmm. ca- charismatic Christian world, there are so many squirrels and people will say, oh, this is of God or this opportunity is of God, right? And so it's our responsibility to steward our inner life so we know what opportunities are of God for us mm-hmm. and for for the track that God has us on individually. So I was thinking the other day that that living in America is a dangerous place. You might say, well, we got it good in America. That, Yeah, that's exactly right. We do have it really well. It, there are dangerous parts of America, but let me share with you what I mean by dangerous. What I mean is if you come to live in America, um, it, there's a really big danger to your spiritual life, to your walk with the Lord. You, beca- you can become me-centered and you-centered and things centered. So when I go abroad to the mission field, everything revolves around the church. Everything revolves around Jesus. Everything revolves around knowing him in those other countries because they're really dependent on him. They don't have what we have. But when you come to America, you have all the best of the best of the best. It's true. Actually, we know in the field of neuroscience that it's really our culture in America is destructive in many ways to the brain structure we have so much competition here which does exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. versus when you're in a third world country and the competition is not Mm -hmm. because they live communal and they care about one another and they care about sharing resources and then the focus becomes about jesus Mm -hmm. and the direction he gives for their lives or for the simple and their brains don't engage in so much distraction that they're not relational. Yeah, that's exactly true. One time I asked Apostle Wilford Dilbert, he's over the 54 churches in Honduras, I said, what is the difference between Honduras and America? He goes, simply, simply this. And Honduras, he said, faith is our currency. Faith is our currency. They use the currency of heaven to get things. Here we have our own currency. We do pretty good. We got things. We don't really need the Lord like we like they do over there. But on the other hand, when I'm over there, when I come home, it's hard to adjust the back home because I see the difference. And I'm like, Lord, thank you for letting me go to the mission field. I need to go there at least twice a year. Why? To keep me on track to I need to be to keep my senses where they need to be, to keep my spiritual walk where it needs to be. So I know that uh, while we wind up here, we got people out there that are trying to do their best to tend their inner life. Hey, we don't know where you're at today. Maybe you're in your car, in your house. Maybe you're farming. I don't know, because there's so many people that listen to this channel now from 49 nations, close to 1,000 cities across the U.S. So I know that you, when, we are, when we're speaking, we're speaking to one person because you got us queued up on your headset or on your phone, and you're listening, and we're glad you're there. We want to say a prayer that the glory of God and the presence of Jesus would invade your inner life in that personal time of the Lord. Michelle, you want to start out praying? Sure. Father, I ask you to just flood the heart and mind of every listener today and in the days and weeks to come, that you would begin to teach them and school them how to walk even deeper 
in the stilling of their hearts and their minds and the knowing of your goodness and in the understanding of faith. I ask that you would teach them more and more open up revelatory understanding about the inner life and what it looks like to still their hearts and to discern your voice for what it is that you've called them to do. And Father, I ask for supernatural rest over every listener that they would have faith enough to know that when they position themselves in rest and in trust, that you will bring the outcome, that you will bring the fruit and and that fruit will be abundant and it will be exactly what it is that you have called them to do and exactly how it is that their relationship with you is designed to look. And so we speak this inner stilling and inner relationship and glory presence over each listener. Lord, we just give you praise because you are good and uh, you desire us to have a vibrant inner life with you. You desire us to have that closeness. You said in your word, come near to God and I'll come near to you. So Lord, I pray that you would come near to those that are listening today. Well, this is Gail with Healing Begins and this is Michelle with the Mindset Exchange. Hey, aren't you glad we're on here together? We're going to do more podcasts together. And uh, she's got her podcast. We got ours. And we're going to join to put out a lot of really great podcasts for you to listen to in the future. Because we know that people are hungry and people are searching. So I just want to say, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his light upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you, and may he give you peace. You know, he said in Isaiah 26, 3, I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Well, the Lord bless you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.